the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazel up here, manager running the nursery, and uh, Calvin Finch, Dr. Calvin Finch to me, uh, Doc Doc Hazlett to me too. Uh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> how you doing, Trace? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess that wasn't right. I had the best salad of my of the summer uh, of the year last night. Is that right? With all the tomatoes? Yeah, yeah. I got. Uh, You're plugged in. <laughs> they had. I, I, all, all they had. I had all Calvin's tomatoes that he brought. The ones that Trace didn't eat. Yeah. Damn few of them. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I just got a regular salad, and you know they don't put many tomatoes in a in a salad, no. purchase salad. And then I just lined it with uh, to cherry tomatoes. Uh huh. I must have put fifteen or twenty in there. Wow. And then uh, put my put my rat. So, so did you do them whole, or did you cut them in half? No, I I left them whole. <laughs> and. Uh, Interesting enough, they fit in my mouth one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Did you try there, it? There's a joke there, but I'm not going to say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think it's best that you don't. <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious if he tried to do more than one, too, and just said, oh, no, mm. just this one. one yeah, well, one. Uh, Did you go for one, full, full squirrel? Just, just <laughs> hoard them in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, I did one at a time. I wanted to savor the taste. I see. I don't know which which ones they were. I think they were 968. Uh, the uh, the the uh, Ruby Crush. You know, I remember it being uh, kind of tear shaped. Yeah, a little bit. But he didn't have. Maybe he ate all the. the he Ruby may have. Crush. He may have picked through those. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you said you had 15 tomatoes in that salad. That's just, that's that's about two minutes worth of eating for Trace. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but I chilled them down, just like my old mama used to do. I put them in the refrigerator. Well, you, didn't, you didn't peel them, did you? No, no. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she'd peel She She wouldn't ever grown a cherry tomato. She wanted a big ice. I'd make a sandwich out of it. But uh, anyway, they sure were good. I appreciate you, Calvin. 
Look at it. He can't hear me. No. I can say a lot of nice and things about it. I don't know what to do. You, <laughs> here. you unplug it. No, and you unplug it and put it in another hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Well, you hear me? Always kinda, yeah, we can hear you. It's always kind of fun to find out if anything's coming. Uh, <laughs> Anything like you found? Like wasp spray or next I week? I got a good deal on wasp spray. You do oh, have a great deal man. on wasp spray. Did you it's get another good deal? It's ridiculous. I, I did, but I'm saving it for the next week. Oh, okay. I saw Jerry in there with a big handful yeah. of it. Now, plant-wise, <laughs> we actually found a grower that had double-bloom purslane. Oh. So it's a purslane that has a bloom that looks more like a portulaca. Yeah, I've How seen, pretty. I've even, seen those. They're pretty. They call it Mexican purslane, but, uh, I mean, it's gorgeous. There's a two-tone out here that's yellow on the outside and red in the fuzzy yeah, center. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, for, well, let's ask a question. Oh, did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Okay, that's okay. You, Trace, you want to take it or we can get Calvin? All right, Trace will take it. Got a question off the air, then Trace will tell us what it was about. All right, 210-308-8867. I like purslane, and purslane at Hanging Baskets is gorgeous. Yeah? Yeah, we saw some. Um, Pers- purslane, will you, as long as you uh, your working hours allow you to view when the booms are on. <laughs> oh, okay. I wonder if the uh, this double... Stays open longer or something. But some of, some of the selections stay open a lot longer than some of the others. Yeah, you know they had a that's a out of Fort Laca, I think. Yeah. That they came up with one called Sundial. I don't know if this is Sundial we have out here or not, but it was it is supposed to stay over open longer than the, the regular ones do. But but I'll tell you, you go in a go in a greenhouse for those things growing and uh, those different colors mixed in there I, I've t- taken several, several hundred pictures of uh, purslane in the greenhouses with all, all those different uh-huh. color blooms on there well you let me know when you need to take a picture of purslane as a weed hey, wait a in, minute. in my uh, container garden say. Is, is it uh, oh man is it, it a is it a Cultivated purslane or no, just a wild one? Just a wild one. Oh, and the foliage is uh, foliage is attractive, but very aggressive and yeah, moves out. Not much for flowers. They got those little yellow flowers. But you know, that's a good salad plant. Uh, <laughs> Along with your daylilies. <laughs> yeah, the versus uh, at versus farm out there. Used to have a, a certain ethnic group come on the place and ask if they can pick purslane, harvest purslane, off of their uh, uh, irrigation uh, ba- banks. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, there's there's recipes for, for yeah. purslane. Yeah, so is it really? Wow, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. it's it's pretty good. I, I've chewed it a little bit. The, uh, you and you have the weirdest uh, taste in food. <laughs> Nothing but tomatoes and broccoli. Uh, and but you'll eat your fill of purslane and, and daylilies. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Look at that that lily. Oh, that that's a different lily. That's Is it? Oh, you missed your it, opportunity. It, yeah, I tell you, I should have eaten it. Look at it now. It's all shriveled up and not attractive. Mm-hmm. 
and detracting from the others. Oh. The the ones that are open. You would have been doing Trace a favor. I know it. I don't know why he's, he's like that. I don't know. Something about <laughs> it selling better. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's always worried about selling better. Uh, I could still see the the red uh, porterweed over there. You got a crowd of those over there. The, they're, they're interesting planted in mass like that. You know, where you only have one or two blooms per stalk, but yeah, if that, you put several stalks there. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take long once you put it in full sun in yeah. a container, a little larger container. It fills That's out a, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Were, were we talking on the air, or did it come up after the show about the uh, milkweed, the, the varieties that we have here? We got that came. Uh, I think it came up after the show. There's yeah. there's tuberosa there, which is butterfly weed, and then there's the tropical milkweed, which is the orange. Trace calls them orange and yellow. <laughs> uh, both of them are of attractive flowers. Um, of course, the, the tropical is the one that the uh, butterfly monarch butterflies and and queens uh, go nuts for laying their eggs on the butterfly weed is attractive flower and they all the butterflies like it for a nectar source but they don't seem to lay their eggs on it yeah i got you know we, we as part of that uh program where we did those five those milkweed courses mm-hmm. we had started the sum and uh, that Zolodo that was donated by uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, our, uh, what's that seed company? De, uh, oh, my, uh, Douglas King? Douglas King Seed Company. Oh, that, that's come up. and But, the, uh, of course, the uh, queens have laid all their eggs on there. <laughs> but, but the uh, butterfly weed has come up, too. But the queens have ignored... Have not laid any eggs on the, Is that on right? the queens on the butterfly weeds, so that's <laughs> that kind of confirms the conclusions drawn drawn in and a number of the uh, the books and research on uh, which which are the favorite milkweeds to lay their eggs on. Yeah, but it's probably a good thing that they don't lay their eggs on that tropical one. Well, they do on they do on the tropical. The luck, lucky the good thing about tropical is it grows so so <laughs> fast, and you can get it large specimens. Yeah. When you're trying to do those natives. Yeah. There, I mean, there. <laughs> what are we? How many weeks ago has were our programs? It's probably been Six, about a month. Yeah. Four months or so. In our when we've got three inch tall plants is all, so. If the queen lay, a queen or a monarch lays eggs on that, it's gone. Well, all huh? you got is one, one caterpillar, and your foliage is gone. <laughs> it doesn't appear though that it kills them, because they're, they're, uh, the 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 is, is coming, sending yeah. new foliage up. So that's good. Yeah. That's, that may, may indicate that the, that all that talk about how tough the root system is that even after four weeks, it's starting to show yeah. some resilience. They, well, they. Look at where they grow. I mean, out in pastures up in the hill country yeah. and uh, kind of uh, where uh, there's shallow soils. Well, and, and the br- and brush, 
uh, the, that Saloto, the one south of San Antonio, yeah, I, I understand is that that's a, uh, grows in brush and uh, yeah, hedge, uh, oh ridges and things like that. Yeah, so it's I a wonder, little different. Well, let's see. We say the deer won't eat it. Well, will the deer eat it? The, the deer eat it? No, no, that, I, not I that. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen them eat it at all. I was thinking, why is it in the brush? Maybe yeah. hiding from the yeah, yeah. Eaters. No, they, uh, they they didn't. They indicated that the deer weren't. It was just like milkweeds. Well, even our uh, uh, butterfly weed, the deer don't seem to eat it. No. even though the potency of the chemicals in it are, are not as potent as the tropical. Yeah. So. Hmm. So it doesn't take as much, but to protect it. We're talking about uh, milkweed and butterfly. Yeah, we're talking about those two milkweeds that you've got there. I just gotta get... Oops, sorry. There we go. I, I just got to get used to the delay because uh, I walked in from the same conversation. But oh, like okay. <laughs> Ten seconds behind. Yeah, that's funny. So I knew it was that. I just didn't know what was recently said. Did uh, you have an interesting question, the person that you were helping? Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I'll be back. Okay, you'll be back. He's busy. <laughs> All right. I'll be back. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I saw that movie. I saw that movie with Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. I, that, I, I understood your reference. <laughs> How long ago did you see it? Like a month ago? Did you, no, did you finally see it? I saw it, it uh, when it first came out. First of the week. What? On on Zulu. Zulu? Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Oh, okay. The, you the, hadn't had you not seen it before? Oh yeah. Okay. But I with my memory I can watch it again. It's just like seeing yeah, it the first, first time. time. Did you did you enjoy it the How it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And let's see, we were talking about milkweed, and then... Uh, the, the, those uh, tropical milkweed don't don't seem to hurt the other butterflies with their micro, microbes, right? No, but the... <laughs> microbes don't the, jump uh, on other the... butterflies don't, don't eat the foliage. Oh, okay. But they they use the nectar for sure. Yeah, they love the nectar. Oh. Uh, but you know our friends, the those uh, oh those beetles and uh, <laughs> aphids that are on there yeah. don't seem to be hurt by the tropical chemicals. Do they have those uh, yellow aphids on there? I bet the yellow. Yeah, aphids, they're yeah they're they're, they're I bet yellow. The yellow aphids on the tropical milkweed. Beautiful, yeah. Blends in the color. But, yeah. Now Red, Jerry can say that, but uh, when the the a lot of the calls I get on from gardeners don't think those aphids are no. beautiful on there. No. <laughs> they're, 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 they want to. They basically understand, but they still there must be some way to control them and and also get the job done for. For the butterflies, and did you? Tell, why, why bother? You know. Did you tell them that they're all female, and they're all brought, born pregnant? Uh, but maybe that'll give them some sympathy for them or empathy I, for them. I'm I'm thinking, based on my, my experience, that the 
if uh, if you let them be, they uh, eventually the uh, hot weather too. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, the our predator. Oh yeah, uh, um, ladybugs. Ladybugs, and then the other some of the other. Yeah. Uh, uh, they look look like the the lay the lacelings, right, right. that are yeah, yeah. But they eventually seems like the aphids don't stay there for more than a couple months. Yeah, if yeah. they stay there that long, and uh, they they usually come when it's way rainy. You know, when we're having some rain, or, and, and, the, and the growth is and new newly planted. Yeah, new in the spring. New, yeah, new growth. Yeah. You know why that is, man? Why? They can suck easier on that new growth. Oh, okay. If you've ever tried to suck old growth no. on, a, on a plant. I thought maybe, Jerry, that they were, uh, <laughs> cons- the wholesalers were pers- uh, were uh, conspi- aspiring to show that if they had the aphids on there, they obviously were not uh, they were uh, infe- infected with chem- uh, chemicals yeah. or pesticides. Yeah. Well, that's pretty well, much true. Even if they've been using pesticides, because those aphids are hard to kill. But even the whole the wholesalers don't like those aphids on there. You know, <laughs> the, the size, the, some of the or retailers even then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people don't want bugs on their plants, <laughs> no. even though, even though they want to do it naturally, they get all upset about a bug on there, uh, an aphid on there. Like Milton gets upset over the tarantulas that I'm yeah. trying to yeah. get a picture of him with. No, but you notice Jerry's not volunteering himself for the tarantulas. Uh-huh. Listen, yeah. I've, I've, he'll volunteer anybody else. <laughs> He's the first to volunteer somebody else. I'm, well, I'm t- the brains t- behind it. I'm the director. Uh huh. Tilly, my t- my <laughs> Tilly is now. You're the talent, Milton. <laughs> uh, Tilly has been working on snakes, and she is now working on tarantulas. No, really? Uh, yeah, she she's amazing. I don't. <laughs> I get nervous when she. But the tarantulas are no, no, after hearing that write up on them, uh, no longer are scary. I guess. <laughs> well, anyway. Even but those snakes continue to. Disturbed me a little bit. Yeah. Luckily, they don't bother her, I guess. All right, let's take this opportunity to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bullverde Road on 930 AM, The Answer. to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Quick second to tell you about the fine folks, Warren Remy and Spider-Man. Warren Remy is Spider-Man. And Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control in San Antonio. If you want to go to a place that's going to give you great service, treat you right, make you uh, understand the situation, look at the problem with your pests holistically, 
and to provide a wide variety of all of solutions, uh, let you be a part of it, uh, then Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is perfect for you. Go to their website, GoSpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com, and you can see the great reviews, and you'll you'll begin to understand that people really enjoy working with Warren and all of his crew over there at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, and it's it's they enjoy the experience of it. It's not just the uh, the great job that they do. Since 1976, they've been helping commercial. They like bugs and rats and things. So yeah, yeah. they like to help you get rid of them. And so, lizards. Do you remember when uh, uh, Spider-Man was t- telling me how he makes a special uh, uh, not- notice for his people, like Frankie. To take care of those lizards. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got a lizard issue? Oh, gosh, yeah. The okay. lizards are wonderful. Oh, okay. So you're keeping the lizards. You're just getting rid yeah, of them. Yeah, well, that, that is uh, it just show, part of it. It shows you what Spider-Man options are there. You can have an extensive pest control program, but you still have, like, we're worried about the butterflies. Right. And uh, the lizards are there, and and so you can have the control the undesirable pests, but you also uh, protect a lot of the, the other pests that are helping you on the task. And mosquitoes are a big issue. You can ask Spider-Man about the Into Care uh, mosquito trapping system. Go SpiderManPest.com or call them at 210-656-3721. All right. Hi, Trace. Up, uh, you turned me off again. There you go. I'll cut you off. Well, I don't want to get your phone on the, on, the, on the... Okay. What's going on? Okay, so he had a good question, but I don't think we ever got to it. Uh, but if you don't want to, we don't have to. He wanted to move some plants, but uh, moving them is not conducive to the heat. But uh, oh. he was going to try to move some plants, and then he gave me a list of things he was going to plant. And then he asked about weed barrier, hmm. whether he should or shouldn't. And so my answer was, it's beneficial for a couple of years, but then it becomes uh, a nightmare after that. What was that? Oh, weed okay. barrier. Weed barrier. Weed so, barrier. So it stops the weeds from coming up, Milton, but it doesn't oh. do anything about the weeds that blow, weed seeds that blow in and goes to root down through it. Oh. So once it roots down through it, there's really, uh, you can't pull them because then you pull up the mat. Oh. And uh, so they're great. For a little while, and then they either need to be replaced well, I'm with, or I'm with you. It's a pain in the butt after a few years. It's, okay, I mean, it limits your flexibility too. Yeah, just mulch them. That'll suppress a lot of the weeds, and it's easy to pull a weed out of mulch than and, out of a weed barrier. And so, is mulch more likely to be uh, used year after year after year, or do you keep adding mulch? Or you, if you do it once, you so really okay for a couple of years. You're always adding. Okay. So most mulches, hopefully, are wood because that's what's the best one. Right. Uh, and as they decompose, they become next year's compost. Okay. So therefore, you have to add more mulch to the top. So it could be once a year, could be twice a year. A lot depends on how hot and how wet we are. Yeah, and, they, and that preserves your flexibility. Plus, it's it's real attractive. So I that, do. That was the next question. He said, "Which one?" And I said, "Well, they all work the same. They're all going to hold moisture. They're all going to keep the soil temperature more constant. So really, it comes down to aesthetics. What color do you like looking at?" Okay. Yeah. What matches the? I guess the plant scheme or no? Uh, it's whatever color they like looking at. Okay. So. 
you're recommending the wood mulch rather than the rubberized? Uh, rubber mulch does nothing for the plants. Okay. In fact, it gets hot. So I was it, wondering it could, about it that. It could do more damage. Huh. Well, you okay. can have rock mulch, too. That's That can be tough, fairly tough to use. It's much it, easier, harder than wood mulch. Is that like the lava rock type thing? Or? Yeah, or, or, or those uh, river rock? stream rocks. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I see people in the neighborhood that do that. They'll they'll put river rock all over. Well, it's kind of it's really attractive the, in the low areas for yeah. the, the limited. And, but it, if you get the right plants around it, that's fine. Yeah. But a lot of those rocks also get hot. Yeah, I was and they that. provide a ton of reflected heat. Oh. So you, you got to watch which plants you use in a okay. rock thing. Okay. That's interesting. I wonder if you how successfully you could use. They use it between the street and the sidewalk. That well, little area, they just kind of give up. That's the hardest to get grass to grow. Right. So that's why they've done this. They're well, just... they're just Hardest to they're get giving, anything They're to grow. giving up. They're basically saying, okay, we're going to go for decorative and yes. make it a hardscape. Yep. Okay. All right. We talked... You were talking about the purse lane, too. You've got double... We have a few still left, and I ordered a bunch more this week. Oh, okay. There, there are there some was, in right there now. There two or three colors of them earlier, so I... I I know I saw that yellow one with the red center. It was spectacular. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. And are they all, I think they're all in front of us, the first table? They were in hanging baskets. Oh, they're hanging baskets. So, oh, okay. Uh, no, they're kind of scattered around. Okay. Do they do they close up like the regular ones do? Well, I'm not here at night, so I don't <laughs> know. Oh. And they're already open when I get here. We need a, we need a little purse lane cam. Uh, there you go. I'm sure Milton will stop, stay, and, and watch to make, see what time they. There you go. They will mm-hmm. open up and close. I'll just up. lock you in, Milton. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. You can throw a cot right up there on the porch. And let, let us know. Yeah, no. Let's let's remind everybody too that if they're into the the butterfly support, uh, we've got. Uh, t- Lisa, do we have two, uh, two kinds of uh, two porter kind. weed? Do we have the purple sill? I don't think so. Okay, we got the red, which is spectacular, the min- uh, miniature red. And then and then we got two, two types of uh, milkweed. We got the, got the tuberosa, which is uh, the orange colored. And then you've got the uh, tropical, which is the one we talk about quite a bit. It's a taller one, and it's got the... Uh, glow-in-the-dark kind of orange and red and different colors. Uh, and the favorite, it's the favorite of the monarchs and the queens. Right now, the queens are feasting, feasting on it, laying their eggs. But there's, they're there, and what, we, we got, what else? We got Miss, got uh, Plumbago, Miss Flower. We got lots of different lantanas. And lan- lantana becomes the uh, one of the favorite nectar sources in the fall. And we have some zinnias. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say that. But yeah, we, we have a few zinnias. A few okay. zinnias in there. I've seen uh, folks with uh, the selection is good and the color, a lot of colors. Uh, and I, I suspect it's a lot of, well, they could be cut for cut flowers, but they also are, are the one of the best uh, nectar sources for uh, <laughs> butterflies and hummingbirds and things, too. Yeah. So, and, th- and this... Uh, selection. The Dreamland sl- selection is uh, pretty hard to beat. The uh, flowers are compact, but they're large, intense colors. And if you want them to reseed, they will. You you can deadhead them, or you can use them for cut flowers. But you can also let some of them reseed, and they will produce um, more 
uh, flowers quite often are a little taller for the uh, nectar sources. For fall, yeah. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 to be a part of the show. Yes, sir. I know how you can figure out if that uh, purslane closes or not at night. Take one home with me? No, water it. When we you, when we you, water, we when water you, every day. Yeah, I know, but you spray the water on the blooms. Why would I do that? So if you, regular purslane, if you water it, even in the middle of the day when it's sunny, It'll close every bloom. Interesting. So, uh, well, I don't want to do that. Uh, well, yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't want to have to say. You know, you don't have to sell it. You know, you, the flowers will close, so you won't be able to sell but it. But you can tell pretty quick whether it has some of the characteristics of the. I think they uh, also also reopen if it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. they'll close, yeah. and then after a while, I yeah. guess the it's sun. It's not very long. It depends on the sleep. Yeah, well, that defeats my entire purpose. So no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. It'd be, mm. a, it'd be a mental struggle. I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, they. <laughs> I was trying to think if you could do like a. He might put some scotch tape on it to see if the scotch tape closed, but that, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> but uh, when I, I would do TV out at the botanical garden. Inevitably, they wanted it to look nice, so they would water. Uh oh! And the per- all the purslane would be closed in the middle of the day uh-huh. when I needed to do the show. But uh, so I, I figured that's that would probably work on that one. But it it may not close like the regular one does. I don't want to find out. <laughs> well, when somebody comes in to buy one. We'll let them exper- uh, ask them to experiment with it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, Milton could buy one and experiment with it. Yeah. How, right. mu- how much are the hanging baskets? Uh, Twenty-four ninety-nine, I believe. That's nothing for Milton. <laughs> how long have you known me? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like? To, wouldn't you like to give your your lovely new wife? Uh, Maybe so. Pretty first land. Can we call She's her not a new anymore? wife? I'm, I don't think we can call her new anymore. <laughs> well, I can hear three different people talking. Right? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, we're all saying the same. We're saying the same. Oh, uh, okay. No, longer than that. Longer? Yeah. <laughs> all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Calvin and Neil have synchronized their... Columns. Aha! Uh-huh. I was this wondering week. when that would take yeah. place. Are they contradicting each other? No, that's they're interesting. Uh, they're uh, helping each other. Said uh, Neil gets a question. Said I have a problem with my lawn. I had Bermuda, but shade from my live oak caused it to thin out and die. I planted St. Augustine, but within a year it was gone. So I replaced with more St. Augustine, and it too died. Yeah, it, it must be too much shade. I planted zorza for shade, but it too died. I have aerated. The soil is very hard. The lawn looks terrible. What's the problem? Nia said, you identified the problem yourself. There isn't enough sunlight to sustain turf grass. In my 47 years on the radio and 52 years of writing columns, I've answered almost half a million questions 
and failure to get grass to grow in the shade is by far the most common hmm. problem gardeners have. I'm doing the math trying to figure out how old he is. Yeah, it was true. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I don't know why he didn't try uh, buffalo grass. You know, when buffalo grass came you out, tell Neil. they said it was shade tolerant. Call yeah. Neil up. You have his phone number. Yeah. Did they? He's too smart. Is that one of the thing, claims they made when they gave it to oh, me? To, to yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I, I says, I just... And then, yeah, it just didn't work. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But you want to be on the air with us? We're doing a radio show. I guess. Okay, cool. I'm gonna. You get the mic. You'll be on the air. I'm gonna give this mic to this guy. So we've got three people helping out. All right. Good. Thank <laughs> you. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. How are y'all doing? Hi, good. Good. Um, I have um, three crepe myrtle trees or bushes um, that the builder put in when they built our house, and it's going on the second year now, and it hasn't flowered. How tall is it? Right now, it's probably as tall as a roof. Okay. Right there. Yeah. And they're in full sun? Mm-hmm. Do you see any insects, aphids specifically? Haven't actually looked close. Okay. So, look. Uh, okay. That, that would definitely suck the juice out of the buds and they finish farming. Uh, there's another insect that would do similar called a scale, but not so, not so much to the bloom. They're on the stems and leaves. Um, the other possibility is powdery mildew. So you got to look for that. That will look like somebody threw flour on it. Uh, that would inhibit the chlorophyll production, which would stop blooming. Are, are all of the bright red in the old, when the bright red uh, crepe myrtles first came out, they were real slow to start blooming in the summer. Are all the new crepe myrtle, like the ones she would have in there, are they all much faster to start blooming? No, every variety is different. Yeah. yeah. We so. don't even know what color the flower is because it hasn't had a oh. flower. How's the leaves on it? Is it got full of leaves? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You fertilized it and watered it? Mm, uh, not really. Whatever the landscaper did. Oh. Well, try fertilizing it. Okay. Keep it, keep it in a little yeah, more. Yeah, that, that, that's probably not the factor now, but it, yeah. it will be there. But and so this is the second growing season then. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. the first one you probably can't count with the, the weather we had yeah. there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but you say it says as tall as that roof. I'm sorry. You said the plant is as tall as the roof. Yes. I think there may be still be a chance. Uh, my assumption is you need to be more patient and look for those insects or the powdery mildew because that will definitely slow things down and or stop it. Okay. All right. And then what do we do about if there are the... Well, you got to tell me which one it is. So once oh, you see it, then it. we can talk about it. Or if you just want to leave with something, uh, that bare three-in-one okay. does both insects and the fungus. Okay. You spray it on the leaves, yeah. the, the, the bush. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Sure. Oh. Is, it, is it safe to say all crepe myrtles will bloom? I, sooner I, or later? I would assume that, yes. Yeah, um, I would too. I've had one instance that I know of where the customer said it was like 10 years, and they still hadn't gotten a bloom. <laughs> well, and they certainly are starting to, to bloom right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all around town. Yeah, everything is, seems to be blooming now. Yeah, I think I've seen some different colors. I, I saw I was come, coming over, driving around Helotus over in that area, and there was a white 
You know, I'm used to saying that's just a big, tall thing. This was a white one, as pretty as Natchez. I mean, color, uh, pure white. It was smaller. And, and it was smaller, and uh, it was over a eight-foot privacy fence, so it wasn't, uh-huh. wasn't extremely small. That sounds like a coma. Is, is that right? Okay. Uh, that would meet your heights and your colors. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's whatever uh, beautiful. Now, so I, now that you mention it, though, not not all of those bright reds seem to be blooming yet. Yet, all the pinks and everything. Are. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. lighter colors. Seem yeah. To. So, yeah, she what? might have a. She might have it. And this, these, these last two years have been oh, yeah. t- tough years to pick to have it be an exhibit for the plant. But all of them bloom sooner or later, I think. I don't see how they couldn't. <laughs> they can't. They're trying not to bloom, but they can't do it, Mel. Anyway, uh, finishing my grass problem. Mm-hmm. St. Augustine must have five to five or six hours of direct sun to survive. Uh, I'll, I'll add direct sunbathing sun. Okay. Because a lot of people can see the sun through the trees, and they think they're getting full sun. The frustration uh, you faced is what folks in the Astrodome faced when they had to put shade on their roof to cut down the glare when the dome was brand new. And it's why Jerry Jones could never find a natural grass that would survive in the old Texas stadium. I didn't know that. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, so Neil says, I have a great deal of shade in my yard as well, and I've switched my yard as well to shade-tolerant ground covers and low shrubs. And so I, then I turn over here to on the bottom of the page, and there's Calvin's article. What? Guess what it is. No idea. Yard on <laughs> the shady side. Try these ground covers. As in yesterday's paper. And Calvin talks about Asian jasmine, dwarf relia, relia, and monkey grass, also called mondo grass. I think that's uh, uh, Neil's favorite. Larape. And uh, those those are the ones he mentioned. So... uh, there are some shade-tolerant shade ground covers. Uh, Ajuga, Vinca, would be two more. Vinca? Oh, you mean the running? Yeah. No. I've had trouble with that. I don't like I, Ajuga or Vinca. doesn't matter what you like, sir. <laughs> it, it would Neil work. likes Ajuga. Yeah, I, I, I have the Vinca at my house, and it comes back every year. The ground cover yes, that bloom pink. No, it blooms purple. Purple. Okay. And it stays low to the ground. Yeah, well, mine is the one that gets a little taller, but yeah. But oh. the it's the Vinca Major. Yeah. That's the one that the worm eat it. And eat. The caterpillars do like it, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they eat it overnight. But anyway. All right. But uh, there are some uh, ground covers to choose from. I'm not going to help you any because uh, it's it's uh, uh, when the new new grasses come out without a, without an exception, 
they all recommend, all say they have advanced, uh, more skate talk. So, I don't think that the grass variety that has come out in the last 20 years that didn't say it had more shade talk. Right? True, but they do testing on it, so uh, uh, I can't imagine they're falsifying that. Quit it. How long you been in this business? <laughs> I assume Maggie's are reputable. Yeah. Is that my fallacy? Maybe so. That's what he's saying. I guess so. Now, next next week. Uh-oh. I yeah. think next week or the week after, I'm I'm writing in, I wrote in detail about the grass varieties. and. Oh, good. I, I did a, a special uh, long article on buffalo grass because I know Jerry would really oh, good. be pleased with it. Be, be <laughs> pleased with it. Uh, yeah. How's it shade tolerancy? On buffalo grass? Not not any. Uh, he, he didn't get it. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I did like to bring up the buffalo grass, too, because people are still talking about the buffalo grass option. Native plant people, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it is. As we're, our neighborhoods are maturing, too, we get more and more shade. Yeah. And here in San Antonio. Well, that's who that woman was complaining about. Remember, she had the Bermuda because they required it in her yard. And that was great when they first moved in. And now it's been yeah, well, a number if, of years later. Yeah. If you're, uh, would you, what would you trade in this 100-degree heat? Would you trade shade or would you trade having thick Bermuda grass? <laughs> I think I'd take the shade. Yeah. yeah. Depends on how much the HOA is finding her. Hey, we need to enjoy the what? Depends on, <laughs> depends on how much the HOA is fining. Yeah, that's uh, that was the issue. Hey, let's take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with uh, Doc Hazlett, uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. To Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You know what I thought we might talk about, and if you all don't uh, want to discuss this or uh, you don't feel comfortable, we, we'll, we'll get okay. somebody you suggest. Okay. I love to do stuff I'm not comfortable oh, with. Oh, good. Well, let's talk about gardening in the heat. Oh. We've been commenting that it's nice breeze, but it's nice and sunny. What are some things people should do to kind of be careful? And I see lots of, like, this yeah. nice this nice woman in front of us has hats on. The little, well, little baby's got a hat on. Yeah, de- yeah definitely. Definitely wear hats and uh, uh, sun, sun stuff. Yeah. Are you uh, Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. But, uh, they but I, though you know the way I endure the summer heat? Huh. Stay in air condition. Okay, well, if I want a garden, I'm going to have to get out in the, the outside, away from the AC sometime. Well, you can look at look out the window. Well, a lot of our audiences... planted in the ground. How you can do that unless you pay somebody? A lot of our audiences are, are older gardeners, too, and you yeah. they got to be especially careful on this. 
This is this, well. This is impossible weather. You know, yeah. to be out in full sun, again full of water weeds. Water weeds, yeah, blue or red. And but, look over there. <laughs> Somebody said uh, I heard this when they were talking about the sun and being out in the sun. Like that woman has that wide brim hat. They were saying, yeah, the baseball caps are fine, except they only protect a part of you. Uh, get a cap, uh, get a hat that has a three-inch, at least a three-inch brim yeah. all around it. And look at that little gal. She's drinking water. See? Yeah, that's a good idea, too. You want to stay hydrated. <laughs> Sunscreen, I'm sure, is a good Well, thing. and if you can find somebody to pull your wagon like she did for everybody, <laughs> that, that works, too. A lot less... But but that's that's not a bad that's you not an idea, that bad idea to consider too especially the older <laughs> you don't need to to garden eight hours a day if you're uh, retired you know. yeah I would, early in the morning and yeah. late in the well I usually, we used to say late in the evening but yeah it's when high. it gets summer yeah you know I always I always say summer is officially here when it's ninety degrees at nine o'clock well so far we are. We hadn't had that. And I have not been that bad. No. But, but I was just thinking it's about coming. this morning. Because it's this morning was pretty warm. Well, yeah, and it was uh, a little bit of it is not the temperature so much as the temperature and the humidity together. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was 90 degrees yesterday, but the real yeah. feel was 97. Yeah, when you kind of. <laughs> Wait when a minute. When you're seven kind, degree I'm glad you didn't tell me that. Yeah, you know? you're kind of inclined to make like swing uh, swimming movements. Yeah, with motions. the humidity. But uh, <laughs> the uh, you give me a suspicious look. I don't blame her. You're right. Just be you can hide behind the hat. Okay. But uh, sunscreen, taking it easy, feel like it's catching up with you. Stop. Um, and uh, put it off and do it another day. I was thinking of mowing the lawn today, but I don't know. I might wait. Not this afternoon. Yeah. No, maybe maybe in the evening, but. I should have done it this morning, but I was trying to be courteous to my neighbors. Milton, you? What were they doing? <laughs> <laughs> they were they were either sleeping or taking Sunday in, and I thought, oh. okay, I don't want to be out there mowing at eight o'clock in the morning. No. Oh. What when's the That's reason? That's a good excuse, Matthew. When when's it? When's Keep it, it up. Okay. <laughs> when do you think see it's how, re- see how long that'll last? When is it reasonable to mow the lawn, time wise? Six o'clock in the morning. That's pretty early. Okay, seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, if it's uh, well, I, I mean, some, some people will do that, but I, I think generally, I think I think in terms of uh, nine on Sundays. Okay, nine. It's still, but uh, on Saturdays, it's I still probably fair about game an hour and a half earlier. It seems oh, it's like. it's fair game on Saturdays. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then then you got the uh, construction and. Uh, Repair work and things out there. Craftsmen are out there, out out and about, and track their their tractors are making yeah. noise. Okay, I was just curious. Well, the good, the good news if it's not every single day, then most people will tolerate it. Yeah, or they'll just grumble and <laughs> talk about you, and but, but they forget the next. The little girl is look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's suspicious, but yeah. she, she got it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. She, she did not get her nap in the car, I think she said. Oh. Who got her looking? Yeah. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, uh, 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. As I was walking in, yeah, uh, I saw the taller Laura Bush petunias. Yeah. They put them over there by that uh, stand, or by that uh, beam. They're kind of leaning against that uh, upright beam, which reminded me of this tip. It says, It went down the wrong way. Uh, It says, Pinch growing tips out of coleus, copper plant, Mexican bush salvias, chrysanthemums, and fall asters. And we can add lower bush petunias in that. Oh, okay. To keep plants shorter and to remove flowers that tend to cause new growth to stall out. Remove flowers that tend to st- cause new growth to stall out. Oh, uh, okay. I, I would never be able to convince my mother to remove those flowers that <laughs> cause new growth to stall out. I said, Mother... This, if I don't remove this flower, it's going to cause the new growth to stall out. Well, you know, you know what they're what they're kind of leaning at, or it's related to, is that, uh, oh, like the, uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, strategies like that at work. It's yeah, this, new, this new gold. I can, you know, oh, I can yeah. see that with the string more. But I mean, I wouldn't do this one. This looks spectacular. <laughs> but if you get it's it's out there and it's uh, dried out a little bit, or uh, or you're starting to see some of our uh, lace bugs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Then 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 you certainly would. Or if you see lace bugs most years, then yeah, you, oh, yeah. you probably want to hit it at June. This would be the time. Yeah, save it. It'll save it. Save the foliage and uh, keep them blooming. You can, if you got a new gold antenna and it's not blooming, you got a lace book. Oh, okay. That's just the way it goes. I was thinking with your mom, it was probably sometimes you can win the battle but lose the war. <laughs> yeah, she w- she would say, if you cut that bloom off, uh-huh, don't come home. I'm gonna call you to stall out with a <laughs> stick in my hand. <laughs> uh, sweet family memories. <laughs> yeah, she loved her flowers. If there's one stupid flower on a, or otherwise There's no such plant. thing as a stupid flower. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break and like get you caught up with the news. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape and uh, Nursery. sun protection. Yeah, also. I know. She's very protected. On 930 AM, this is The Answer. with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210 
210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show. And uh, we'd love to hear what's going on. And Are we still taking tomato reports or are tomatoes kind of pooping out now? Well, no. So what we're... Um we had somebody uh, yesterday tell us about uh, all the blooms still on their tomatoes. Yeah, that's right. You and I said, about... well, I don't have any. So I went out and checked, and I, d- I guess I do. But, no. uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Ruby Crush and, uh, and our 968, nine, nine yeah. I don't don't have any, any of the, don't appear to have any blooms on the uh the big, the uh, rodeo tomatoes. Oh, okay. But you anymore, have, you but have you have lots yeah, of blooms. I've got a I've got a tray in my counter. Good. Well, did you hear me talking about my salad last night? Yeah. I put, I put a fifteen twenty over your tomatoes on there, and uh, it was good. Now you're very fond of explaining to people that that may have a uh, bad effect on their. Uh, Internal system. Were you okay? Well, yeah, uh, Crohn's. Yeah, because what? because of the seed. Right. But uh, it sounds like you were okay. Yeah. Good. But I, <laughs> I, t- I told the doctor when he said, "You can't you can't eat any more tomatoes." I said, "Oh hell yes! <laughs> come on, come and watch me." So what did Jeremy? You gave. I, I thought I Jeremy had, was harvesting. I had, yeah, yeah. Uh, he hadn't brought me any. <laughs> I think they're eating more, eating, trying to eat them all. Uh, but they're doing all right on them. Oh yeah. Oh good. But uh, it's only a matter of time before the spider mites kill all the plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm even. I'm going to have hell when it's time to pull those things up. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> and because uh, like you say, they're still blooming quite a bit, and setting fruit. Uh, you know, we did when we did that heat study. We used to say uh, all cherry tomatoes were uh, set during the heat. And what? when we did the heat study, what what is it t- today? Is eleventh or the twelfth? Yeah, we're almost halfway to June. We're almost to the news. Yeah. To the new uh, tomato season. Yeah, yeah. Three yeah, weeks right. away. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, yeah, it, it's, I'm almost threatened. I almost need to move move those spider mite infested tomatoes away from the peppers. I, I've, not, I've not seen a lot of pepper, peppers with toma- spider mites. But uh, they're side by side, and the, and the peppers are going gangbusters. Yeah. The serranos. So, uh, Jeremy, was, Jeremy is real excited. He, he wanted me to come over and tell him when to harvest the serrano. And I said, Well, generally when the fruit gets hard. And uh, I said, But you can, you can harvest them when you when see you're, them. You're ready to eat them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he grew some big, long, nice serranos. And speaking of big and long, uh, tomorrow, uh, the next day, David I'll, coming? <laughs> no, I will. Uh, I will take the seed of the 
recent, oh, recent, Lejo? recently found Lajo, largest jalapeno on earth. Pepper over to the grower and have uh, Trish wants uh, ten flats of. That's cool. And, and so, you're gonna, it's going to be this fall still. Yeah, yeah. So if if we plant them now, they might be ready to the end of uh, end of July. For first part of August. For planting. Huh? Yeah, for planting. But uh, that'd be fun to try. Mm-hmm. This is the last seed in my refrigerator. And we Madison. should. We should. I've commissioned our people to buy them. We've heard that before, Jerry. <laughs> I've got some off-brand seed in there of tomatoes that we've tried in the past. I, I if you'd like, I. Uh, have uh, some containers full of uh, seeded milkweed oh. uh, in the refrigerator. Do you? All right. Yeah, and that uh, it's it's very difficult to move the stuff, and uh, I have a tendency to spill it. And I it's brought to my attention quite often. You know, Uh-oh. what are that? What is this stuff in uh-huh. here? <laughs> But I, I say it's not as bad as Jerry's refrigerator. <laughs> well, Mary, you look a little uh, worn out. Say a little, a uh, hundred degrees out there. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Well, we're talking about uh, pinching tips out and mm-hmm. cutting back old cane. Uh, I gotta mention blackberries. Uh, we encourage a lot of people to buy blackberries this year. Yeah. Uh, the uh, and uh, now it's June. We usually plant, plant uh, harvest our blackberries in May, and uh, toward the end of June is the last harvest, and then we cut back the uh, old cane. Everything that had berries on it will die. And never bear fruit again. Kind of sad. He just, he just takes delight in yeah. declaring mm-hmm. that. <laughs> but uh, those sprouts that are coming up now, what we call them bull canes, I think we call them bull canes, uh, they are next year's fruiting canes. And so when they come up, they'll, they'll go way above the top of... Uh, your old canes that was still left there. And at that point, we remove the old canes to the ground, cut them to the ground, and then uh, start tipping the uh, new canes so they'll branch out and have more fruiting wood on them, or fruiting surface on them. So uh, that's what you want to do with blackberries. Okay. And uh, if you got those thornless ones, if you planted some of those thornless, you want to cut those off at the ground. Don't tell people that. They're going to do it. Well, that's good. And then wait till next year and get some more Kiowa. Get Kiowa, okay. the one with the thorns on it. And be, be an old, old, mature about things. You can harvest a thornless blackberry. I mean a thorn-free blackberry. I mean a thorn-leaf blackberry. We, we don't know what he means. 
Hi, Trace. Hello, sir. <laughs> Trace uh, is trying to figure that's out. That's more confusing than the uh, mix and potting. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we talked right. about yesterday. Let's see if we can help Walter out at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Walter, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing? Good. Good. How can we help you, Walter? What's what's going on? Yeah, we, you know, the the yellow and the purple ground covers that uh, are all over the place? Uh, the Coryopsis and the... Uh, um, I'll put money on it. He's either talking lantana or sweet potato vine. Yeah, it's lantana. Okay. So, okay not, not the wildflowers. No. No, we got a couple more of the purple ones, and we dug a big ditch, and we're getting ready to put them in the ground. We just want to know how to get that ready before we stick it in there. The yellow one, I bought it. It was like in a quart pot, and it's already like four foot wide. It's like crazy. Well, they love this heat, that's for sure. Uh, main thing is just don't plant it any deeper than it already is in the container. Uh, I would pre-irrigate. You should never plant a plant that's dry and then try to water it. Um, and plenty of mulch. Yeah, so we... Um We've been wetting the ground all day to make sure everything's deep penetrating because it's in front of the house and they had the black plastic so nothing would grow. So we're pulling all that out and we're uh, just trying to make sure that what needs to go in there before we plant it. That's a lot of fun, isn't it? Um, the last time I planted four plants was six hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the purple? We the... think lantana, too. Oh, it's Lantana. It's all Spreading, Lantana. Yeah, okay. it's, all the, it's all over the landscape in our HOA. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds like you're you pre-irrigated. You do, that's, you're going to be a step ahead of it. And, so what's uh, the yellow one? Is it Esperanza or what is it? The little tiny yellow flowers. Hmm. Tiny. Uh, and it's not lantana? Tiny? Uh, well, the the one that's it's out there, the wildflowers everywhere is Coryopsis. It's, now, it was even more spectacular a, a month ago, but it's still, uh, in my neighborhood, it's still growing all over. Yeah. And I think that, that so, if, it's, if it's in a semi-wild kind of area, like where there's brush and things, uh, I, I'll bet it's uh, Coryopsis. Uh, so and I, and then I was uh, thinking that the, the purple was the uh, <laughs> the bee balm because that's yeah Milton and I got the, Milton's yard is covered with it too yeah but all that I wouldn't call it a land cover or a, a ground cover though the bee balm yeah that's all so that's uh, all we want to get more of the yellow ones but they're so I bought this one at ATB actually oh and it's done really great. But, of course, they don't have any more. Do you think the nurseries have any? What, this yellow one? I'm standing about by 200. It's the low ground cover. They don't, they just spread out. Yeah. Oh, this, if you're talking about a lantana, that yellow lantana. We got about 200 of them, give or take. Okay. And what's the nursery? Millburgers. Millburgers. Oh, Millburgers. I used to live in Live Oak. 1604 yeah. on Bull Road. Yeah. That's, yeah, a lot, every cho- every color you can think of of land. Yeah. Except for one. Yeah, we, we bought some, 
But they're more like growing up instead of spreading out. Is that just because they're in a pot? The yellow's going to do that. It's considered a trailer, but you're going to get some height to it. Uh, mine was in the ground for 20-something years, and it'd get about three, three and a half feet tall. Wow. But, but it's a very old, mature one. Uh, the purple yeah. tends to stay much lower, and so does the white. But the new gold is going to puff up probably to three feet, give or take, over a long period of time. Yeah, but it's yeah. full of blooms almost every day of the summer. Yeah, this thing is just covered with yellow flowers. It's I'd like my whole yard just to be that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be spectacular this time of year, but during the winter it would look yeah. not so great. Now, you, as, as long as you don't want to walk across the yard. Yeah. That's a little tough to walk so, through. Right? I noticed the purple one in the HOA. In the full sun, it's blooming a lot, but underneath a tree, it's only like 25% of the blooms that's on the full sun. And that that's the lantana that is most shade tolerant, but they, all the lantanas are sensitive to the sun. That's about all you all the blooms you're going to get. But uh, they, they uh, look good, uh, the lavender do, when they're, even when there are fewer blooms like that. Yeah, it, it was pretty, but the one that's in the full sun, it just, just looks like the yellow one. Yeah. There's a bloom on every stem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the full sun is the best place to grow them. Yeah, why don't, yeah, you, try, just, why don't you try some uh, uh, blue plumbago? We've got a bunch huh. of that. We're pretty blooms. Not really a ground cover, but if you got a shady spot, it would fit in there pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's tough. It just it, It's hard to not be successful with it. Yeah, if you, yeah, I'm just tired of buying plants that don't live. You know, I spent a thousand dollars after the freeze, and eighty percent of those died. So, trying to get more Texas uh, ground cover plants instead of trying to do something more. Yeah, well, it killed it killed Asian jasmine this year in my yard. So, uh, but the, these uh, blue plumbago, uh, I've had them come back. And with no water or help uh, for 20 years. Oh. And I could cut them to the ground every year, every spring. And up they come again, full of, full of blooms. <clears throat> so I got three whiskey barrels with night blooming jasmine. It's been in there more than two years. And we just need to get in the ground because it... it it's living, but it bloomed, but now it doesn't look like it's going to do anything else. So, How much sun do you have it in? Full sun. Yeah, so when you do something else with it, put it in more shade than that. It's going to do its okay. best in maybe a little morning direct sun, but bright filtered light the rest of the day. Yeah, I think it bloomed in the spring when the sun wasn't strong, but as soon as the sun got hotter. It dropped all the blooms. I'm surprised you keep enough water to it if it's in full sun. That's it's a big yeah, leaf. Yeah, we give it a, lot. a gallon with Medina in it, like at least once a week or more. So, all right. good, well, good luck. But it's def- definitely re-locate good, good nutrients, but that didn't sound like a much water. Enough water, yeah. Okay. I've, I've, the reason I'm saying that is I've got I've, I've got a lot of plants in uh, containers like that, and it's this spring was t- tough. 
tough to keep them uh, watered enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like hanging baskets is a waste of time on my day. Yep. It's full sun. Yeah, for sure. That's tough, too. Yeah. Or the Boston ferns are okay. They're living, but everything else, like, fades away. Yeah. Try, well, try you right. just have to give up your job and your family and keep those plants watered. <laughs> try some purslane and hanging baskets, and uh, oh, yeah, you'll, you you'll be very successful. We got. A, I just walked over there, Milton. I sent you a picture. Yeah, I showed Jerry. Double, double yellow, and she had just watered it so the blooms didn't close up. I know. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. yeah, my petunia just went to waste. It was That's, like, you couldn't water them enough. So the answer to the petunias is by a summer petunias. So uh, we do have some lower bush petunias. That one can take the heat and receive Good. itself. Okay. Well, I appreciate right. your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Walter. You take care. Bye, Walter. Keep us you informed too. how yeah. it's going. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, uh, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM Answer. Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Manny's on the line. Jerry stepped away for a second. I don't understand your question, Manny. What, what what's your question at 210-308-8867? Okay, this is my question. Yes, sir. Are any of you guys old enough to remember the song "Blackberry Boogie" by Tennessee Ernie Ford? It would be. Uh oh, you got cut off. What was? Blackberry Boogie by Tennessee Ernie Ford. Absolutely yes. Huh. Well, uh, this is a, where, this, I don't recognize that uh, horticulture question. Well, yeah, Seriously? I don't know. Were you just having well, fun? We'll have to ask Jerry about it when he comes back in. He got a phone yeah, call. Yeah, he's the, he's the one that didn't know. I'll, I'll keep listening on the radio. All right. Was it, a, was it a good song? Uh, Blackberry Boogie. I love that gal when I meet her in the middle of the path. I sang it on a, a cruise karaoke uh, in 2016. Okay. We'll have to. All right. Thanks, Probably Manny. one of my favorite songs of all time. That's cool. Good deal. Okay. All right. Thanks. We'll ask about it. We'll ask Jerry, too. Thank you very much. All right. Now I want to hear it. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Yeah, on... Blue Plumbago are on Milton's favorite plant list. You you really can't go wrong with them. Yeah, they're great. Huh? I'm another, at another one that we haven't mentioned a lot uh, that it, that's one of my favorites are the pentas, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Can take the take a little bit of sun, but uh, mostly the shade and uh, the uh, constant blooms. You know, if you keep like you keep it watered again, that. that in this 100-degree heat, of course, you'd, you'd be talking about watering if it's a container every day. But uh, the, uh, it's a great nectar source plus a very, very attractive flowers. Uh, choices are, uh, oh, I was see, I see, we got pink, pink, and there's red. Red is, uh, and white, where and do lavender. You, where do you see them? Oh, I, I was 
I have to I have to pinpoint them. Melton. Yeah, okay. Well, that's all right. Um, let's I know see. they're here. I just let's right. see. Where Jerry? Jerry, I was looking for. Oh, there's the there's the the one of the pinks is over there, right close to us over there. Is uh, look, looking for the uh, pentas. Oh, okay. So there, so they're yeah they're they're spread around and uh, they're another good a good a good plant for the patio if you got a little more shade on there there and uh, we always talk about using them along with our fire bush which we have fire bush for the full sun for the hummingbirds on the patio and then uh, have a, a penta uh, pentas for for the shade for the for the hummingbirds, and then later in the in the fall, we have the uh, fire spike plants. So, but uh, that's that's nothing nothing better uh, nothing better than having the hummingbirds uh, on the on the patio taking advantage of yeah, the flowers. I, I was excited to see those firebush, large firebush. Yeah. Uh, oh, on both. Yeah, they're yeah, both sides. Right <laughs> and. Uh, Somebody, somebody must have kept them in the greenhouse to to have them that big now. By yeah, they're now. big. Usually, and, and they're usually bl- they go to the starting ground. blooming too. Yeah, usually they go it's to June. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had we had a musical question. Uh oh. It may be for you. Calvin and I were unfamiliar with the song uh, "Blueberry Boogie" by Tennessee Ernie Ford. Did your dad play that in the car? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, did he? In fact, Jeremy was. We were playing some uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford stuff just uh, uh, yesterday. Yesterday, and uh, he had a lot of songs like that. Uh, okay. Shotgun, shotgun, uh, boogie. Shotgun boogie, Blackberry boogie. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you can't go wrong with Tennessee or any part. All right. And, uh, the, 16 tons. Je- <laughs> what do you do? Jeremy, Jeremy told me that... Uh, nice, Calvin. He was the competition for... Uh, 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 Hank Williams. Mm, okay. He was, he was number one in it, Tennessee Ernie Ford was, before Hank Williams. So uh, he had a long career, yeah, and uh, and pretty good songs. All he, right, he had he had one. Uh, Look at there's uh, there's the hat without the hat. Oh no! <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Again, when you come to Millburgers, uh, the. Uh, we talked about uh, tools for staying out of the heat. Uh, how about tools for making sure that plant of yours, a uh, tree or shrub, uh, new or established, is uh, well watered and taken care of efficiently and effectively? And the tree hugger sprinkler will let you do that. Now, the tree hugger sprinkler is a cool design. It's a hard plastic sprinkler. It's hard to picture, but I want you to go to come to Millburgers and check it out. Uh, you can also find it at treehuggersprinklers.com. But it's a hard green plastic sprinkler. So it's built tough and it's got a hinge on it. Three sizes, 7, 11, and 15 inch. So you open it up. 
this, this, we have to get our new tree hugger sprinkler. It makes me thirsty just here. It's worse every day. Uh, but, yeah, and then you close it or hug it around the tree. So it's right there at the base surrounding the bark or, or surrounding the trunk. And, then, and you turned it on just, thank you, and turn it on just a little bit to water the root ball, get it saturated, or uh, a little more to water closer to the net. There you go. Water closer to the drip line. Uh, your tree hugger may sound differently, but uh, they all work <laughs> really, really well and uh, will help your plants. I use mine for a variety of different things. 7, 11, and 15-inch, you'll find the tree hugger sprinklers here at Millburgers or HEB. So check them out online, too, at treehuggersprinkler.com. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Mike is on the line. Hi, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm all right. How are y'all? Good, good. What's going on? Okay, I live down near Poteet in the sand. I want to know the best variety of cabbage to plant this fall. Cabbage? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you call? Did you call the other day? I mean, yeah, I called. I, I've been having trouble with my land down here, but I'm going to. I'm trying to get everything into big old. Uh, Molasses pots, the old used molasses pots. Oh yeah, those are good. Yeah, uh, but uh, the the I think the one uh, that is sold as transplants here, I think it's called Green Boy. Uh, Green Boy. Yeah, that's it. The cabbage you buy as transplants for this fall will be the right variety. Okay. Well, if I want to go from seed, what do you recommend? Oh man, you can't grow grow from seed down there in the sand. Well, I've done, I've done, I, yeah, I've done it in the past, but I don't remember what varieties I used. <laughs> uh, well, you could, yeah, you'd plant it probably the first of August or last of July, and. Uh, the, the the farmers used to use one called Rio Rio Verde, Rio Verde. But if they wanted a smaller cabbage, they would use Green Boy. And uh, can't think of the uh, the most recent one that they use. But you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to order it out of the seed catalog or get it. Uh, Get it off the seed rack. I'll probably order it. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, look on the Fair Morris uh, uh, and see what they got. They've always okay. had, had best cabbage. Okay. I, well, I haven't tested cabbage in 20 years. But, uh, well, and I don't think he's eaten cabbage in 50 years. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I've never eaten it. But... <laughs> But it, it, you just you wanted to make a slaw out of, or cabbage, just either for cabbage or what? Uh, I'll make coleslaw out of it. I'll I'll boil it. I'll make uh, uh, those cabbage rolls. Just uh, generally a good old generic cabbage. I can do anything I want to with. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> the I think the green boy. Uh, I think that seed is still on the market. Uh, but anything anything you get from Fair Mark, what you want to look for is a medium-sized head. 
on the caddy because a lot of the processors want a lot of folded leaf leaf surface and so they want a a huge cabbage and uh, the the the, uh, commercial uh, grower uh, like Kenneth Hoffman down around Poteet would they use a a medium size to almost small head because they had to have so many per sack yeah and uh, the big ones wouldn't make that per sack and most most of uh, groceries don't like that huge cabbage uh, because of the customers don't need a cabbage that big right so I think I think green give green boy a try uh, I don't even know if Rio Verde seed is uh, still available but uh, it's it's a pretty big cabbage now, how, how, how are you fertilizing down there? Did we cover that last time? I used to use horse manure, but the dang hay poisoned my my garden, and I wasn't getting nothing out of it. And uh, so I'm kind of right now in the middle of, of deciding what I'm going to use. Okay, get try to use some uh, Osmocote. So okay. So fertilizer. Uh, it, it's expensive, but it gives you six-month growing time. You don't have to side dress. And in that sand, it'd probably be worth it. Okay. Or you could just use uh, our old 1959, which uh, is on sale here at Millburgers now. But uh, it, it's it's a slow release, and it's great for the fall, too. For the cabbage and broccolis and cauliflowers and things like that. Okay. But uh, yeah, try try those slow release types. Okay. Well, I'll call you and let you know how it comes out. I, I know how it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. Good Thanks, luck, buddy. Okay, thank you. You take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Let's see. All right. I started asking him, did he have a cedar? How was he going to plant that seed in Poteet in the sand? Oh. Got to be careful not to put it too deep. Would you suggest you do seedling trays somewhere and then transplant to the ground at a later date? Well, he could do that. Yeah, that that's the old timers used to do that. Have a bed, bed of uh, broccoli and a bed of cauliflower, of where they would sow it thickly and then pull the plants out of there, bare root them. Isn't that what Peterson does? Huh? Isn't that what Peterson does? Well, on a smaller scale, <laughs> he he plants the seed in a. Uh, a pre a predetermined mix, and when they come up in about an inch or two high, the seedlings are, then they take those and put them in a larger container, like a two and a half or four and a half or whatever container size they want to. But the, the old timers just uh, they let it get maybe. Six or eight inches tall, 
and then pull it. It'd have a, a good root on it, and you can you could really easily do that in the sand. But uh, that's the way all of you know people didn't buy transplants back in the old days. Uh, they were bare root. They weren't in containers or whatever. What kind of, uh, on that sand, what kind of uh, irrigation are they using? Drip or? Uh, it'd be good to use drip. But, the, uh, yeah, it'd be tough. But, but a, lot, a lot of them use uh, sprinkle, you know, the uh, sprinkle period on that sand. And do it more often. Do it often. Okay, shallow, yeah. Yeah. But, All right. Oh. Go ahead. 210-308-8867. James has a question about his webworms at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right. I just made it back. Um, I had to run to the ice chest for a cold beverage. I don't blame um, you. Yeah, I know. It's hot out here. I, I'm in the shade. And I'm watering patio plants. Listen, I've got a Choctaw pecan. It's a, roughly about 15 years old. It's got little pecans on it already. Um, talking to you on the past, I guess in this time of year, if it's hot, is it time to start pumping the water to it? A. And B, this is the first year that I can ever remember it having any type of webworm uh, nest on it, if you call it a nest. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's never had, It's. Ne- I remember those, uh, my grandparents had a lot of pecans, and we're always fighting those webworms, but... So, I noticed uh, my workshop is is real close by because the tree was there before the workshop. About 15 feet away is a paper wasp nest. Yeah. And I heard you. I heard you talking about opening it up one time. But I yeah. walked over there. I walked over there before I called, and I can see the web nest, if you will. I don't see any worms in there. So, is it possible that the the wasps have already taken care of the worms, or? Yeah, what, it could. What, it, what should it, I do? It, it could be, but uh, my guess is they're out. And yeah, look, look for the worms on the outside of the web. Uh, not the outside, the uh, very inside the web. Yeah, that 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 whole area yeah. that's co- that's yeah bordered by the the web. There's they're y- expanding. Y- usually, the web. they spread all through there, and. Uh, okay. I couldn't see any, but I'll go back and look again. Okay, so that being said, whether I can see them or not, so I should just take a stick or a broom handle. I can reach it. Uh, yeah. Especially if I get a little ladder there and just uh, knock it down as much as I can. No, or just no, hold. no. You just open a hole in it. Uh, just one hole. Can, where, where you can tie, yeah. tear a hole in it, Se- and the wasp will find them. Yeah, several holes are not bad, because they're going to come back, the worms will come back and assemble it well, in, unless you do get enough uh, wasps and everything. To, but okay. I think they'll still they'll still have a couple of days it'll take them, and they'll come back and assemble in uh, uh, tight groups. <laughs> and then, okay, and, it's real strategic because the wasp nest is is real close to this one branch. I say real close, twelve feet or so from this nest. Oh, oh yeah. wow! They'll find them. Okay, but it's a real small paper wasp nest. I I walked right under it. I only see about four or five uh, wasps on there, but they'll do the trick. They'll yep. see wasps. Yep, they'll do it. They'll probably yeah, they'll, 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 it they'll, might it'll probably attract wasps yeah, from call their that cousins, you don't know. Call their cousins where they are. and everything. 
Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Okay, what about the watering regimen for this tree? It didn't bear many pecans last year, maybe 50, um, but uh, that was an off year, if you will. So I'm hoping, and, and I see a lot of little ones, so when do I start really watering it deeply? I know we've got rains, but we're, it's been so dry. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Stein and pecan people water them every week in lieu okay. of a heavy rainfall. Especially now. Okay. If, they, if, they, if you want them to fill out, fill out. Yes, I Yes, of course I do. I, I can do that. I've got a water well uh, maybe 100 feet from the tree, 75 feet. So water's not a problem. So, But how I know deeply, and I can do that. I understand that. But So once a week, real deep yep. is sufficient. In the, yep. Okay. Start now all the way through harvest or just through right, July all the, or August? All the way through harvest. All the way through harvest. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's a pretty good variety. Yeah, I've been happy with it. It's got good pecans on it when it, when it makes them. Oh, yeah. All right, All thank right. you. Thanks, James. You take care. We're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. Linda is on the line. Hey, the Linda. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. How are y'all doing? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good. Good. What's going on? Well, I have a uh, sago palm. It's, it's uh, I've had it since 1989. Uh, from one pot to a bigger pot to a bigger pot to finally in the ground. It's a, um, it's over five and a half feet tall. I thought, you know, the freeze, the hard freeze would take it and thought it killed it, but it didn't. It just keeps coming. She's gone into two heads and with those long, I don't know what they call them, long little deals coming out. But what I have is a lot of babies coming up around her. So oh, my, that's cute. Yeah, I've, I've just nicknamed her the alien. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing is going to kill her. So my deal is, is what's the best way to take some of those babies and put them in individual pots? What would be the best suggestion to, to you well, know, get the uh, the tops that didn't kill on the old plant. Well, it did. I thought it did. You know, she just and I, and I waited. I heard that you said wait till. Uh, that uh, that year, you said wait till you know late into the June to yeah. kind of cut back, and that's what I did. And whew, she's like I said, two heads now, and <laughs> I've got at least ten, at least ten, maybe twelve babies. Put them in individual pots and give them. You know, if I can keep them growing, I'll give them away for somebody oh, yeah. want. Just Friends get you get you uh, get you a gallon containers, several gallon containers, or you can. Let's see, we still got our, I guess that's our containers would work. What, what are those pots we got? Uh, the, uh, that little yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have plastic pots, gallons? Oh, yeah. Yes, I can get more even because, like I said, I don't know. I was wondering the best way to not damage it and, and what kind of soil to start it out with and do I give it something like that? 
Yeah, just just regular potting mix will work. Regular and, potting. Uh, yeah, and, and what? Well, you'll have to cut some of the fronds off, the leaves off, to get to the okay. pups because those leaves will stick you, right? Oh yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> I've, I've cut them down before, but they just keep coming back. So I thought, okay, there I'm going to try to make some new plants. Okay, well, just cut, go ahead and cut cut as many fronds off as you need to to get to them, and then get a a shovel or a sharp a sharp, what they call a sharpshooter is the best thing to use. Okay, I got that. And, and um, <laughs> good for you. And they. Uh, then just put it right as close to the main trunk of that as you can, and just that's what I was thinking. Keep it in uh, the same area. That, yeah, and and just okay. top it off. Now it won't have uh, roots on it normally. Okay. Uh, so uh, don't don't get up, upset about that. But okay. uh, uh, if you got some root tone. Uh, rooting hormone. Okay. Uh, right after you cut them off, you can dip dip the cut surface in that root tone. Okay, I wrote that down. Okay. And and then, okay. and then you stick them in your filled up uh, gallon size containers uh, and have the mix moist. When you stick them in there, and they should root in six to eight weeks. Okay. And then, and then you'll have some little babies. Yeah, well, she just does not want to give up. So. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't want to over, overwater them, does she? Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful, uh, over not not to keep them wet. Too wet, they'll rot. Okay. Okay. That's okay. But, yeah, especially it's getting so hot, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to yeah. water it more, so I'll cut that back and just kind of judge it. Okay. Yeah, keep them in the shade. All right. Yeah, they, well, they, 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 until they, at least until they get a root, get roots. Okay, well, I'll see how many I can save. I'll just start gathering up the pots. But I was just curious, so the root tone is what you suggest. That's what I needed. Okay. Okay, good deal. All all right. Thanks so much for the information. Uh, good okay. luck. Let us know how many you get rooted. Okay. I'll do that, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. You have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. What, did Milton just leave us or what? Oh, he came back. He ran away. Yeah, ran away for a second. You got feeling that air conditioning. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> well, yeah, we may have to fight him for that. <laughs> I was reading. Although the good news is we're... Uh, Getting close to the uh, completion. <laughs> and uh, we still have time for another one in, so call us quick. I was don't re- have one waiting. Huh? Don't have one? Okay. I was reading uh, the garden calendar on plantanswers.com, and it uh, came upon this thing. It said, late June is a good time to start seed directly into the planting area for fall crop of warm season vegetables like tomatoes, eggplant, peppers, also a good time to start summer annuals such as coxcomb, cosmos, marigolds, vinca, and let's see, z- 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 zinnias? And uh, 
That, you know, we talked about, uh, uh, very few people do this, but uh, seeding now, marigolds, hmm. uh, you'll, you'll have a, a plant blooming uh, uh, at the best possible time for marigolds to bloom. Yeah, if you if you hurry, you could get the spider mites on it too. Well, yeah. Hopefully, it's going to be cooler by then. Hang on, Larry. But but anyway, the uh, uh, it reminds me of my mother when we were. I was I'd go up there in July, and I planted her fly, front flower bed in Zinia, in uh, uh, marigolds. I'm sorry. So she sees the marimoms, see what those would look like. And mother standing on the front porch said, you little mother, going back in the house. I'll, I'll take care of this. <laughs> so she was telling me that, and that's true. In the South, most people plant oh, okay. them in the spring. But uh, when they bloomed in the fall, they knocked, they knocked her off the porch. She was proud of them. Let's help Larry out at 210-308-8867. Hey, Larry, thanks for waiting. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Hi, good afternoon, guys. So uh, two questions. One, I have some existing Asian jasmine, and um, I know they spread out somewhat. And the, where the area is that I want to plant them in, next to where they exist, I'm just trying to calculate you know, I don't want to buy too many, and I'm just trying to figure out how much those spread out when you plant them and how far apart you should put them to where they grow into each other. What is it? What Asian are they? jasmine. Oh, Asian jasmine. Okay, yeah. They'll uh, they'll kind of grow under each other, like you say, but uh, they thicken up. That's the way they thicken up. Okay. But... Uh, if you if you go, you gonna have to water them now when you plant right. them. Uh, I, th- I think we had sell some in peat pots or used to. Right. But uh, you, if you want them to fill in pretty fast, uh, put them what six inches, four oh, okay. to six inches. Yeah, if they're hey, little container. So sometimes in the in the fall you they're on sale in one gallon containers. Yeah, and then then you plant. But okay. yeah, if you get them in the uh, six six inches, if they're small containers. Perfect. That answers my question. And then the but, second question is, go ahead. No, it's okay. What's the second question? Okay, my second question is, I've got some uh, four five rose bushes in the front of my house on a raised flower bed. And so my question is, all of them are very healthy. They're producing roses and all that. But one of them has got yellow spots on the leaves. So the other ones don't. And I do fertilize, and I, you know, we water consistently. But it's just are they, same, one has are they the same variety? Yes, yes, sir. What, and, kind of, what and, plant is it? Uh, rose. Rose. It's a rose bush. And one of where is it, where is it located in the bed? Well, is it's it in the, the end. middle of the planting, or no? It's on the very end. Could there be? Could it be getting less water? Well, no. We're pretty diligent about that. I mean, they don't go without water. I mean, I, we don't overwater. <laughs> they don't live mean, without water. Much growth. Does it them. put put on as much growth as the yeah. others do? Y- yes, yes, it does. That's what's odd. Has it ever bloomed? Yeah, oh, it blooms every year. 
but not this year. No, it's blooming now. It's got roses on it right now. Oh, so so what is the issue? It's I thought you said it didn't have roses. No, it does have roses, but I just was concerned why the one of the has five you, had all these yellow spots all over the leaves. Yeah, that's that's uh, two minutes. That's down at the mildew. Uh, uh, okay, it, it bothers the rose. It okay. could be it could be that one's not getting as much uh, air movement. Air movement, yeah. Okay, uh, but well, that would uh, make sense where it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, well, thank but you guys. Let just, 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 thanks, sir. Just use a, a rose. Ro- I think they said a rose defense, don't they? Okay. Uh, the the okay. bear. The bear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All righty. Thank you so thank, much, guys. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Good luck. All right. Well, the, we are definitely just about a minute left, so we won't take any more calls. But uh, we uh, want to remind you that. If you're looking for what's happening here at Millburgers, you can go to their website, millburgernursery.com, where you'll see all the specials that are happening this week. Trace has some neat specials, he says, coming up next week. So it hits on Wednesday. You can find that out uh, by going to millburgernursery.com, and uh, that'll tell you with the event. Okay, that to them. I know you get choked up. I get choked up when choked I talk about, about that about website. Yeah. Yeah. Let him keep that. Oh, I'm letting... Okay, oh, I've got, got another copy. Oh, he's got another Another one. All right. Okay. So we'll wrap it up for today. Want to thank Al for. Uh, <coughs> oh man, I'm having a tough problem. That's all right, Milton. We, you'll make it. Through. Doing a great job, and thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Milton Glick on behalf of the Docs. We'll see you next Saturday and Sunday back here at Melbourne, 1604 and Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.